0: Welcome to Emotional and Spiritual Wellbeing, the podcast that balances psychology and spirituality, helping you achieve well-being by discussing how the mind, will, and emotions interplay with the spiritual and physical. Here is your host, Sharon Wegman. Hello. Welcome back to our podcast done by Wellspring Solutions, LLC in Wyomissing, Pennsylvania. My name is Sharon Wegman. I'm a licensed clinical counselor in Reading, Pennsylvania. Actually, in the suburb of why I'm missing. And I'm joined with Kate Byler. Kate, introduce yourself, please.
1: Yep, my name is Kate Byler. I'm the intern here at Wellspring Solutions. I'm finishing my master's program at Jefferson University. Um. Actually, I have one semester left in about three days, so yeah. it's a big deal. So I've been here for a little over a year now, and we started doing these podcasts in the summertime. Was it? That sounds <laughs> it's right. It's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> but we enjoy doing them.
0: So today we want to continue um, and do part two, avoiding the holiday. We're coping with the holiday stress, coping with the holiday blues, um, just walking through it. Our last podcast, which we recorded in November, <laughs> much long a long time ago, <laughs> um, focused a lot on what you need to do on your for your physical self in order to. Um, Be healthy during the holidays emotionally because we were talking a lot during our last podcast about how much the physical impacts the emotional. So, we were talking about lots of things that you need to do with your body in order for your emotions to be in a healthy place. So, that was part one. Mm -hmm. And then we were stressed out and booked heavy. For quite a few weeks
1: And Thanksgiving came (laughs) Thanksgiving
0: came and we just didn't get around to dealing with the second part of it Because we just didn't really have time Which is the nature of what we talk about here today Um, Both Kate and I are very stressed out today (laughs) Yeah And so we're fully in touch with the, uh, the stress level that people deal with emotionally during the holidays Um, Kate's working on a big project to complete for her semester. And I'm working on a big project for a community organization I'm involved with. And both of these things are due this weekend. (laughs) And so as a result of that, we were just talking about how
1: we wanted to cope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that looked like French fries and a frosty (laughs) to me. (laughs) Um, And that just... The holidays, it's weird because it feels like you're supposed to spend a lot of time with people you love, but then it feels like time is taken from you in a lot of different ways, which can cause a lot of stress.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was looking at my schedule for Christmas week and thinking, okay, when am I going to put in time for (laughs) self? (laughs) Because that is so important for my regrouping of of my emotional self Mm -hmm. is to have time to myself. So... Anyway, so both Kate and I are off the charts, CON 10, <laughs> but that's good because we, when, we, when we were praying before we started the podcast, we were like, God, take our ashes, take our stress, and, mm-hmm. and, and enable us to be really in touch with it so that as we share with people what we need to do um, for your soul and for your spirit— um, your soul being your mind, will, and emotions, your mm-hmm. spirit being that part of you that was created by God. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just saying, God, take this and use this because we're really in touch with it. So um, the first thing that I think we wanted to address that we said we were going to address is boundaries with family during the holidays.
1: Yeah, which... I mean, boundaries with family is hard in general, but boundaries during the holidays is even harder because there's that expectation Hmm. to spend time with family, even if they stress you out, or to just, like, grin and bear it is, like, kind of how I see a lot of people do it, but in reality, depending on the toxicity i think i said that word right <laughs> of your relationship with that family member it might not be worth it to spend time with them or to just have stricter boundaries you i think you really have to like assess it for yourself and see how much anxiety do these people or person provoke in you true
0: um uh, like i have certain boundaries that i have in place for um when some of my support system is out of the country, um, like I have certain boundaries in place as far as what does that look like for my personal time. I can't necessarily be doing extra things because it's going to be a drain on me. But how do I do things that are um, beneficial to me, which are sometimes extra things? Right.
1: Yeah. And... I don't know. I guess some of that is also just kind of like you were doing before, looking at your schedule beforehand to figuring that out and also using clear communication with other people. So it's not this doesn't have to be as anxiety provoking. I think a lot of it is because we don't know how to communicate that to other people, too, or to like our families, what we need and setting out that time and figuring it all out in advance. But. Sure,
0: I think, yeah, so I, I've i been laying out my December calendar right now, and I'm just trying to put pockets of time in there of things that I want to do mm-hmm. uh, and recharge moments. So I'm not going to load something. If I have that already in place, if I plan ahead, I'll make better decisions mm-hmm. than on the fly when I'm not going to make decisions. So what are the right. things that I'm wanting to do during the holidays? For my emotional health, for my spiritual health. I'm going to tell you my list, and then, Kate, you can tell mm-hmm. you your your list. Uh, so one of the things I purpose to do during the month of December is um, read some kind of inspirational fictional book about Christmas um, because I want to focus on the how it can be special. And so I usually start a book in the beginning of the December <coughs> and... It might take me a whole month to read that book, but <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm doing something that I want to do that I know brings me energy. Turning off all the the screens and 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 having quiet time to read is very beneficial to my mind and my body. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. What about you?
1: Um, I say one thing for me is. I I mean, one thing that gives is my version of self-care is trying new cafes or like coffees or something that is affordable, but kind of an adventure and doing that on my own. So I like to spend time by myself in a cafe, picking any book or drawing or doing something that is just like relaxing that I don't isn't a do for me my life is all about due dates right now (laughs) isn't about uh, like turning something in or completing a project but just for fun and i like to be by myself but also amongst other people sometimes even though if i'm not connected to them because it just i don't know i'm not completely isolated but i'm not needing to engage 24 7 so getting out and doing that making time to slow down helps clear my head a bit
0: um, But another thing I like to do during this month is to purpose to um, be very giving to people, um, and that is not necessarily financial. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had this discussion with a lot of people. If I get things in my head that I want to bless people with and, I, and that I believe that God's put in my head, I start asking God to help me find it, help it show up. I mean... If you only could hear my thrift stories. (laughs) But the point of that matter is I want to be a blessing to people. I want to give in to people. And it's not really about finances. It's just that when I get it in my spirit, I just start asking God, how do I access that? So on any particular day when I feel more driven, I might purpose to buy coffee for the bell ringer. Mm -hmm hey, what do you want for your coffee? Because I'm going to go buy you coffee. They love that. They think that's amazing. But it's just for me. Right. I'm doing that for me, not right. just for them. Right.
1: Yeah, I I think another thing that I like to do is um, spend time. I make it a goal to spend time with a friend that we're both really busy or a family member who I never see that I really care about and never see that much and making it time. Because another type of gift, if you're strapped, is quality time with someone that mm-hmm. might need it and just going over to their house if they're busy or you know, I'm. a lot of my friends are moms now like making sure I can travel to them and not expecting all of them and their kids to travel to me but doing things like that to spend quality time with someone that means a lot to you and then be present in that moment. So put away the phone, leave it in your car and just enjoy that time can be really life-giving.
0: Right. <clears throat> um. Another thing that I do to help myself stay focused and peaceful is, I was telling Kate, when I when I was the mom of young children, before I would go to bed, I would turn off all the lights like I normally would, but I would sit there in the dark. <laughs> And just work on breathing and just work on relaxing my muscles because we teach that here. Mm-hmm. And so um, that really was a very, it's a very peaceful, um, quiet thing that I chose to do as part of my regroup. And I still do that from time to time. Um, but I was thinking about that for all the young mothers who are feeling particularly stressed because their kids are ramped
1: up right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, Um, I think lastly for me on the more spiritual side I I get very annoyed with how the whole culture is a lot of consumerism and it makes me anxious if I want to buy things for people but don't have the money or I want to do all these things but to remind myself kind of like you said of I usually read um, the story of the birth of Christ or that journey I read it like towards the last week or last two weeks of Christmas, almost every other day repetitively to see what else I get out of it or something to just center me down or I'm like, okay, like gifts are nice, but this isn't the whole reason of why we do these things. So that just helps me refocus and it gets rid of any of that guilt that our culture kind of can impede if, you know, you don't have the money to buy someone this or uh, anything. I don't know. It just it's a stressful time with how many people are at the malls. Or just, everything is everywhere, so
0: doing that. It's true. A lot of people become very stressed by the consumerism and or the need to keep up with the Joneses. So right. you just kind of set your budget ahead of time, and you just believe into it what you really want to do, what's the mm-hmm. thing you really want to do. I've said that to my my staff over and over. It's not about how much money you have. It's about believing God for the release of those things and not even pursuing those things. So even if you don't have money, one of the things I do on Christmas Day is I try to write friends who have been a particular blessing to me, uh, like a short text, just Mm -hmm. saying, thank you for the gift you've been to me this day, day, Mm -hmm. you know, and explaining and just tell them how much they've been a gift. Again, the more gratitude you have, the more you operate in gratitude, the more... the more blessed you're gonna feel in the situation. So, gratitude is such an important aspect of that. Um, I was thinking also that, you know, spiritually, for a lot of people, and we see this already in our practice, it started before Thanksgiving. We're just having a lot of people come in really stressed out. Mm-hmm about what do I do about this in my family? What do I do about this in my family? And um, that's so important to be in therapy again, to just learn what is appropriate boundaries. You can only control yourself. You can't control the behavior of anyone else. And that's what a lot of people perceive counseling will enable them to do. <laughs> right. Um, to know how to control the behavior of another person. And, and you, we really don't teach that. We're teaching people how to just figure out what they can and cannot do as a person. I can't stop somebody else from doing something, but I can have a boundary of what I will permit. Right.
1: I even think with that, like, being like, there's always that expectation. Expectations are so heightened around the holidays that you can control, like, how you react to if someone's a family member is just dis- disappoints you in their expectation in your expectation of them like how you think it's gonna go spending time with your parents rather to how it really goes to spending time with your parents you can't control your parents but you can control how you see the situation or your boundaries around it or what you do after the fact or what you tell yourself that's that. W- that's I find that a lot of people have a really hard time with that around this season because there's always that expectation. I think we kind of talked about it last one where, like, the Hallmark Channel type of-esque <laughs> yes. hot Christmas morning, which is, like, not really the real thing for most people. <laughs> it's <laughs> like usually someone has a bowl of cereal. There's not always cinnamon buns ready to go, and everyone's perfect. So being able to know how to be okay with that and still have enjoy your time. And not it's feel true. depressed or anxious about. It's not what you want or it's not how Hallmark has it.
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> I have a uh, 16-year-old daughter who watches Christmas movies 27, oh 24, 7, all throughout the holidays. <laughs> and so we have been forced to watch a lot of Hallmark movies <laughs> recently. And my husband and I just look at each other and we're like, okay. (laughs) This is not real. Yeah. But it's funny because, you know, she's just into the magic of it still at 16. But um, it's just, everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. Everything's perfect. And somebody's always getting stuck in a wonderful town. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a really wonderful And town. this town comes through to help them <laughs> and now they embrace them as their family. It's so funny. It's basically just keep changing the characters, but the general theme. <laughs> um Yeah. So spiritually, you know, one of the things that I always am I'm talking about to clients is those that really wanna work on the spiritual aspect of why they're in therapy. Not everybody does. Um, is that in the Bible, God promises to give beauty for ashes. You know, and so as we approach the holiday and you have specific things that you're grieving over, maybe you're estranged from part of your family, Um, maybe there's people in your family who are not a part of things right now. Um, There's just so many issues happening right now that, I think it's so important for us to be journaling out Mm -hmm. those losses to God, not in a place of I am being, look at me, poor me. Pity party. But to just be giving them to him. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. Like, God, I am very... Sad that we can't have a relationship with this part of my family because of how toxic and dangerous they are to our family, to my children. And so, God, I, I'm I'm releasing that to you, and I'm giving you this situation, and I ask you to take these ashes and bring beauty out of it. And that doesn't mean that that family situation is going to be resolved. Right. No. But he might give you other people to spend the holidays with. Mm -hmm. Um, Or other things that you become aware of as a result of allowing your spiritual part of self to be processing those losses in a productive way so that God can release good in return.
1: Yeah, and it usually... Will happen that you will receive peace instead of acting out of anxiety and trying to fix a situation to be something that you want it to be It just becomes more of a peaceful holiday instead of an an anxious holiday, which you know that sounds like a pretty good alternative <laughs> um, i think I think too of even i I think of like maybe you I think of people that I know that have had a hard time getting pregnant, Mm. like giving up that loss that you don't have this idyllic Christmas morning again of just like kids running around or things like that. That's a big loss that a lot of people wouldn't understand but I think journaling that out, God understands that the most, so. It's true. Things like that or a death in the family.
0: Yeah, loss is big but and, and we need to grieve it. But God says he wants to grieve it with us. He wants to grieve it with us, and he wants to be a part of that process of healing. So that means we're going to have to talk to him about it. Um, so whether it's journaling or talking with a counselor or a really close friend who understands that, mm-hmm. that process. Um, ongoing loss is draining. Mm-hmm. And we need our faith restored. And sometimes the only way we can do that is to process out those losses so that we can hear anew how to move forward.
1: Yeah, or just, I, I think the losses, and then I also ha- just had the thought of the spiritual toll it that happens to you during the holidays when you have, like, memories of maybe past terrible holidays, too, which would also, I think, give give you a certain type of lens to look out of all Christmases <laughs> or all Thanksgivings through. And I think God can renew some of those memories, too, so it doesn't always have to be the future as well. True, true, true. So... Um,
0: I'm not exactly sure what else I have to say on this
1: (laughs) subject.
0: (laughs) It's just a short podcast. It's shorter than the other ones. But the idea being is we're just trying to create some emotional and spiritual balance for you as you approach these things. We'd love to hear what topics you want to hear about as we move into December Mm -hmm. and January. I'd love to hear what your new topics would be. So give us an email at um, willspringsolutions.com. Just go on our website, and you can send us an email via contacts, contacting us. Um, But I think think what I'd like to do is pray. Mm -hmm. If I could, I'm here at the end. I would like to pray. Anything else you have?
1: No, sounds good to me.
0: So Jesus... We just know that there's a lot of loss during this time of year. And it's supposed to be the happiest time of year, but God, you we know that life is not perfect. We live in a fallen world with lots of problems. Mm-hmm. So we're just we're just asking you to touch each person who even hears this today. Lord, that they would know how wide and how deep and how am- amazingly awesome your love is. So even during this holiday season, as they put into practice some of the things that we talked about here, Lord, I pray that you would just show yourself as the comforter and as the healer and as the friend and the counselor and all the other names that you are. You are so many of those things. So God, I just pray for each person listening to this, that God, you would take those ashes and you would bring beauty out of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, have a great holiday season. Um, not sure if we're going to get a December podcast in place. It has to do with our stress level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, thanks so much for listening to us. We appreciate um, your comments and feedback. Thanks for listening to Emotional and Spiritual Wellbeing with Sharon Wegman. For more resources or to have Sharon speak at your meeting or event, please visit WellSpringsSolutions.com.